Good evening, everybody. This is Jeep Tuesdays, 101.5 UMFM. You just heard a track from Acid Accident from their brand new album, self-titled album. Uh, the track there is called Amnesia Potion, probably my favorite track on the album. And uh, no physical release yet, but this is on Spotify and Apple Music. You can find it. And there's an EP that they have out from a while ago that's also on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, I'm back with a new show. So if you're listening, uh, what, January the 10th, 2023, I'm back with a new show. Happy New Year. Hope you had a good holiday. I had to take a little bit of a break there. Uh, but I should be back again for new shows for the time for the time being. Um, if you've tuned into the show before, you know that... Uh, I actually, you might not know this because I don't, I don't like fly it as a flag, but, but it has crept into the show uh, once in a while. Um, I watch the news a lot and pay attention to the news a lot. And I'm a pretty strongly political person, but, and I, I do try to keep that out of the show as much as possible because I'm also really into pop culture. And I find that like, sometimes you just need to turn all that shit off and listen to a great album or watch a movie or play a video game because otherwise, you know, you go crazy. Um, but one thing that it's hard to ignore and one place where I do feel like I have a responsibility and kind of a unique opportunity because I'm living here is just to sort of remind people about how much nonsense there is out in the world uh, trying to make us hate people for no reason. Um, so think what you want to think about the method of government in China. Think what you want to think about international relations and all of that stuff. But uh, the people are great. And I've met so many, so many great people in my time in China. I've been here now 17 years, 18 years. Uh, so many kind people. I mean, it's just like anywhere else in the world. You've got kind people. You've got assholes. You've got smart people. You've got dumb people. You've got crazy people. You've got normal people. I mean, it's just like every other country in the world, right? So with that kind of purpose, I, I really had wanted to try to start interviewing, meeting and interviewing more Chinese bands. And just sort of helping that add to the idea of this is just a normal country with normal people going about their lives. Um, and of course, with the pandemic, it's been hard <laughs> to, to do any of this kind of stuff, um, just like it's been hard to do pretty much anything the last three, four years. But uh, I've got another opportunity here, and uh, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it for you. Uh, it is that band Acid Accident. Um, this was already summer 2021. Uh, when I went to interview them, I had seen them play in Dalian quite a while ago, maybe four years ago when I was living up in the northeast of China and was really impressed with their sound. They've got a great live show and uh, managed to contact them, um, met them up in Beijing and did this interview. And uh, they've just had some real issues again because of the pandemic and everything, just getting their album out. And it's finally out now so we can finally play this interview. We can dust it off. And play it for you. So I'm going to have, uh, you know, little bits of the interview, then another track from the album, bit of the interview, track from the album. And uh, that'll be pretty much it. They were great people to sit down and talk to. Uh, really down to earth. You know, uh, uh, very friendly, very cool people. Um, just like uh, the previous, both the previous bands that I've interviewed. Uh, you know, and it, it'll give you a bit of a different perspective too, because the last one, if, if you heard it, um, was High Person. And High Person were a little bit more established already by the time I interviewed them. You know, they'd put out several albums and EPs and were on their way to playing South by Southwest and stuff like that. Um, and they have, you know, music videos and things like that. So um, they were sort of a bit more established already. Whereas Acid Accident 
are kind of just getting going, even though they've been playing live shows and stuff for, you know, four or five years. This is really their first full album coming out now. So uh, maybe a bit of a different perspective, which is interesting. Um, I did also interview one other band uh, ages ago, Pizza Face. That was the first one I interviewed. But uh, we we made the horrible mistake of thinking it was a good idea to uh, have our interview in a very noisy restaurant at one o'clock in the morning. And uh, yeah, kind of a, a write-off. There was no point in trying to even put that one together because I couldn't hear anything. And nobody, you, could, you couldn't hear either one of us on the recording. So um, yeah, just bad. <laughs> Rookie mistake. Anyway, Acid Accident uh, in all their glory. A little bit of music, a little bit of interview. I'm probably going to just say goodbye here. And I'll just remind you, Spotify and Apple Music, that's where you can find their music for now. Although there are physical releases and tours and things happening uh, this year. So keep your eyes open. This is Cheap Tuesdays, 101.5 UMFM. I'm Dan. I'll be back here again next week, 10 to 11, like always, with a different show. Music, soundtracks, scores, all that kind of stuff. Enjoy, folks. To help some of our listeners who don't really know anything about you, maybe if you could just describe some of the history of the band. Uh, how long have you been together? How did you all meet? Uh, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay. So we have founded our band uh, in the summer of 2016, right? Yeah. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at that time, we just uh, me and the bass got some uh, demos, and we just uh, want to have a drummer. Just just have fun. Don't think too much. And um, and we we have found our first drummer on a like a musician for forum or something uh, in China and uh, uh, they were just uh, interested in each other and we play and uh, the first drummer is called uh, Lucas Luke, Lucas Tibau right <laughs> I don't know his uh, last name maybe Tibau or something and uh, he's from the UK and uh, he used to play punk music uh, so it's it's quite different. So and we didn't think too much because at at that time we have no idea what the music is going to be at the end. So we just want to have some fun, and we asked him. He's interested in our music, so we just have like one year uh, rehearsaling without any gigs, just just rehearsal, and uh, for one year uh, because we all have jobs. We always do that, like in uh, after job, like Thursday, Friday, something, mm-hmm. and um, yeah. And after one year, we think uh, it's okay for us, like enough songs for us to have some trying gigs, and uh, we just started to book some small venues in Beijing, like. Hot Cat Club. That's the first uh, place we've we've ever been to, and the first time it was just uh, one or two audiences, and both of them are Lucas' friends. So, anyway, uh, yeah. But we started there, and uh, then uh, I don't know. We uh, afterwards some lots of uh, venues and uh, uh, brand just uh, labels labels. They just ask us to. Uh, join their like mix gigs with with uh, like four bands or something. Right, right. Then we started to be active right. in the uh, Beijing music scene, and we have played in lots of uh, small and middle venues in Beijing, like uh, DDC 
temple. Right. Uh, easy, I that yeah, well. yeah, right. And temple, and but they sadly they all closed uh, due to the pandemic. So, yeah. Yeah. But, so it's quite a. I think the Beijing's music scene is just right now is lack of something because mm. they have lost some of uh, its featured uh, venues. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and also school. But school is still right. here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have played there and been quite active, uh, active, and we have played like 60 gigs in one year or something. <laughs> because we are so energetic, uh, energetic at that time. Yeah. yeah. So, but after one year, uh, Lucas ha uh, needs to go back to the UK. So then we have a little uh, transition with another drummer. Then we have uh, our drummer right now, Matal. Okay. Yeah, and he's. Like I think he's the right person we need. He because he can do very uh, emotional thing and mm. also he's very energetic. Mm. So powerful drummer. So nice. it's what we need. Nice. So we have keep keep this set for already two years.
just those those early days when you were practicing, is it easy to find like a space to practice in China? Uh, at that time, it was. Uh, I think it was pretty easy because uh, we we've got like I uh, six or five uh, rehearsal rooms around here in the city uh, in the downtown. So. Uh, we just need to book several days in advance. And we, uh, as a new band, we didn't really uh, rent a room because that cost much in Beijing. We just uh, rent for hours, like one hour. At that time, it's quite cheap, like 40, uh, 40 yuan something. 40 yuan, which is about $10 for, Canadian for one hour? Yeah, I think so, oh, maybe okay. like that. Yeah. So. Uh, it was quite cheap, but right now I think the prices has risen, uh, risen a little bit. Like, I think right now it's like 80, 80 yuan to rehearsal in the downtown. And can I just, um, can I also just ask one other thing? Um, because you said you went through quite a long period of time there. You said that like at first you were only playing for a small amount of people, like, yeah. like Lucas's friends. Yeah, you're and right. After that, some labels invited you to play some bigger shows. Oh. When did that start to happen? How much oh. longer? I think that just uh, just happened very fast in oh. one month or something, okay. because uh, I think uh, it was not hard to uh, to join uh, mixed uh, gigs in Beijing. You just uh, asked some friends and. Um, and they will listen to your demos. If they think it's okay, then they will give you a try. At that time, the, I think the um, indie music scenes in Beijing was qu quite, uh, how to say that? Uh, yeah, it's, it's supportive and uh, lots of bands, lots of labels uh, doing, so it's quite active. Right. It's, it's just like, um, but right now I think it's just getting down a little bit so but at that time it was uh, really a I, I can say a really a great er era yeah. yeah yeah something like that yeah and do you think it's it's going down now just because of the pandemic or are there other reasons uh, of course the pandemic uh, it because of that lots of um, small and middle venues has been shut down uh, and these places are the ground for new bands to grow, you know. So right now they kind of lose this ground. So, and uh, and also I think it's because of the indie music scene is getting more and more commercial in China because of some uh, um, entertainment shows, uh, TV shows, or something. Right. So it's it's. I think it's a little bit uh, going to two two extreme ends. Like some bands just going very popular, and uh, like um, most people want to pay a lot to see them. But right now, people just getting less and less uh, willing to try even pay very little. Uh, price to try new bands mm -hmm. so it's uh, very hard for new bands to grow uh, uh, but that that's just my view okay. uh, and also uh, one of my friend who holds a label he told me about that he uh, feels that's a tr that's a trend so but okay. maybe some some others have different right. 
points. Maybe you can ask them. Um, at that time, there were a lot of different genres growing in the city at the same time. You could hear all types of music. Um, but because of the popularity of some like entertainment TV shows, some bands have found like a wealthy secret. Um, so they're just following that path, just making the music that they think can make money. So now it seems like there aren't as many genres as before. It's getting a bit uh, narrow in focus. Uh, I, I, I really don't care about this. Like, where, what, what, what's the, what's the music scene in Beijing? I, I, I think you can have a gig, and no matter what, right? Yeah, yeah. Even now, yeah, you can have a gig, and but I think the, the capitalism is into this, this music scene. Yeah, so a lot of. A lot of things is starting to change, mm-hmm. yeah. And people want to make money mm-hmm. in this uh, music scene. Right. A lot of musicians also wanted to do that, mm-hmm. yeah. Because otherwise they're like they, they can't making music to 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 for a living, sure. yeah. yeah. So I think uh, there are good good things and bad things, mm-hmm. yeah. In, in, and I think uh, it's okay for me.
Oh. And I don't know if, if, if in Chinese and if in China, people are always so worried about genre as they are in the West, but mm -hmm. some bands don't like to be like classified mm -hmm. as like a type. So mm -hmm. what's your opinion on that? Is it fair to call you guys a post-rock band? Or is there some other word or phrase that you would use to describe your music? Uh, we, we, we start in this band without any imagination actually. Mm -hmm. we, we don't know what's the stuff we are gonna to make mm -hmm. at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And even now, I don't think I'm a post-rock band. Mm -hmm. Because a, a lot of post-rock post music that I, that I listen uh, is uh, it sounds very hopeful mm. and there are a lot of songs is made from the major key mm. it's not the minor key and so but I, I, I don't think I'm a post-rock band but everybody calls us a post-rock band yeah the music to me is a language I'm just talking and I'm, I'm talking all, all the stuff, not just one specific ones. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's like if I'm writing, I'm using a pencil, it's okay. If I'm using a pen, that's okay. Yeah. And, and it, that, it doesn't matter what I use. Huh. Yeah. Because this is a language. Language is to speak to anyone, anybody, and any, uh, any subject. Yeah, so I, I don't see that like uh, I'm a post-rock band. Mm. I, I don't think that, mm. yeah. But, but people call us a post-rock band, it, it's okay, yeah. Sure. Because they don't know what else, what what's the other words can describe us, yeah. I, I, I think it's the freedom for the other people to call what, what whatever they want yeah 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 with uh, the internet internet right now uh, people can listen to huge uh, types of music because they are not uh, just uh, being limited on CDs they got or something they can listen all types of music from the internet so what the music they have uh, they are making I think is influenced by lots of uh, musicians and music types. So I think uh, in this era, in the internet era, the uh, the genre something is harder and harder to be defined, right? Sure. We don't like to create, a, develop a song based on the music style right. because we we don't know that. Right. Yeah. We we don't know. If if we do that, it, it's already limiting us right. to, to, to the end part, I right. think, yeah.
album maybe a little bit that's coming out soon, right? Yeah. So uh, I heard from a friend of mine who's like, uh, he was a Chinese person and he's like obsessed with Chinese music. Okay. He's like a real, he's like a real music nerd. Yeah, their new album is produced by a guy from Wang Wen. And Wang Wen is a, is a name that I know from other Chinese friends of mine. That's a very popular, yeah. um, probably the f- most famous post-rock band in yeah. China. Right. So how did that collaboration come about that he, was pr- that he managed to produce your album? And then maybe talk about what kind of influences that might have had on your sound during the recording process. He is our hero. Uh. <laughs> yeah, he. Oh, for, can I say a little bit more about that? Yeah, because absolutely. I, I really feel uh, powered by him. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I people used to say like in Ch- in Chinese there is a word like uh, teachers are your uh, just like your fathers, something like that. In Chinese, you have this kind, of, this phrase. Mm, but I never really felt like that, like that. But with him, I can feel like that. I, uh, for example, at the beginning, uh, uh, we are kind of stuck in the recording stuff because we don't really don't have no money mm-hmm. and uh, we have tried to do uh, that by ourselves just mm-hmm. do uh, DIY something mm-hmm. but uh, the sound just oh I'm not satisfied but mm-hmm. he's satisfied but I, 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 I'm not satisfied so it kind of uh, we, we stuck that in there for one year and a half something like that mm-hmm. and we are really have a headache and then uh, a friend of us just uh, know him no uh and um, he sent our demos to to him and he maybe he felt interested in our music he uh-huh. said oh okay we can nice. i can help you and you know he kind of spent lots lots of time uh, tons of time in our uh, album making and because of the pandemic it has been uh, lasted for almost two years, something like two years, and um, uh, uh, he lived in a different city. So he, every time he record and mix, he need to fly to Beijing, and all of that. He 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 knew that we don't have money, so he always tell us, "Oh, you don't." Uh, don't bother, don't think too much of me. And he will find a flight and the places to stay by himself or something. And, wow. But he just, you know, he just slept in a studio. Wow. Just uh, want to save, save money for us, you yeah. know. And, um, and uh, actually, until now, he didn't really ask, uh, ask for any uh, money or something. Wow. So it's kind of just for, you know, he, he's kind of like, okay, I like that and I want to do a great album just like that mm-hmm. with, without uh, any other thinking. Oh, wow. And uh, every day when we are recording, he's the most energetic one among us. Although he's, he's like uh, 20 or 30 years older than us, he's like, he, can, he focused for like 10 hours a day. That, that's quite hard if you listen to that, uh, like drum playing for 10 hours continuously, that's really consume yourself. Can you understand that? So, so he's, he's really into that. And that kind of spirit really uh, encouraged me and make me think that 
uh, other things don't uh, really matter. Uh, you, the, the, the most important thing is you make uh, a real good stuff. That's the stuff. That's the thing. And uh, um, no matter on uh, what age you are, no matter what age you are, uh, you can, you can, you should be try to be creative. And uh, uh, if you you want to be an artist, you need to um, contribute all these things to that. So uh, he's kind, <laughs> and uh, he helped he helped us uh, to to develop the song and record uh, in, in the studio and he wants to try to find the best uh, relationship with the instrument together mm -hmm. to, and he also adds some uh, synthesizer song sound uh. yeah, to, to the album uh -huh. yeah. And he, I think he helped us uh, in many ways. Mm. Yeah.
folks on Cheap Tuesdays 101.5 UMFM and you've been listening to an interview that I conducted back in I believe like August or July 2021 with the Beijing band Acid Accident. Unfortunately it took them still another year and a half but uh, they got it done. The album's done and it's out. Um, Physical copies aren't available on your part of the planet probably but uh, you can go to Apple Music or Spotify Acid Accident, and it's a self-titled album, and you've heard uh, about three quarters of the album in between excerpts from the interview. So I hope you enjoyed that, and I hope I get a chance to do more in the future. There is a little bit more to the interview, but it probably would be best left to maybe a part two at some point in the future. Um, So look forward to that. I'll be back here next week again with another new show, 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, 101.5 UMFM. This is Cheap Tuesdays. Thanks, folks. Take care of yourselves.